From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the national news from the WIA for week commencing May 5, 2019. Renewal of licences. One of Hamdom's regular chestnuts has reared its head again. That of a licensee suddenly discovering her or his ACMA license has expired. Please remember, it is our responsibility to keep a track of expiry dates and ensure we pay our license on time. More often than not, ACMA do send a renewal three to four weeks before the license is due to expire, sent to the last valid postal or email address that the ACMA has on record. It's the licensee's responsibility to keep the email, postal and residential address current with the ACMA. But the ACMA is not required by legislation to send reminder notices for the renewal of licences, but does so as a courtesy reminder and to facilitate payment of the renewal fee. The WIA recommends that members note their licence renewal date in their diary as a reminder, should they not receive the email or mail renewal notification from the ACMA. Check out Renewal of Licences on wia.org.au. As you're aware, this year is Year of the World Radio Conference 2019, and the WIA will be sending delegates to represent Amateur Radio and Australia at this policy-defining event, the outcomes of which are critical to the survival of our hobby. The Amateur Service depends on a relatively small number of documents and regulatory provisions that underpin its national and international existence. Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, will discuss these provisions, how they are changing and who plays a part in changing them, all at this year's WIA, AGM and Conference. Dale obtained his AOCP in 1981 and has always had a fascination for the technical side of radio communications. Dale is currently active in amateur satellites, LF and MF operation and amateur television and since 1998 has contributed nearly 50 technical articles to AR magazine. Since 2010, Dale has represented the WIA in the Australian World Radio Communication Conference preparatory process and has been a member of the Australian delegations to WRC 12, WRC 15 and various regional meetings. Dale is the chairman of the ITU Working Group Amateur and Amateur Satellite Services and regularly attends the Working Group meetings in Geneva. Don't miss this portion of this year's WIA AGM and Conference. Eric VK2VE and now Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey have more on the AGM in this week's news coming your way right now. Hello, this is Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, WIA Director and President. The WIA AGM Conference Weekend is only a few weeks away and I'm looking forward to catching up with many of you at the weekend. The range of activities and speakers is looking very impressive and I really encourage people to book soon. The presentations on the Saturday afternoon are looking great with CubeSats, FreeDV, EHF Adventures, Education, KiwiSat, and one not to be missed from Dale, VK's one DSH, on what constitutes amateur radio. I'm also looking forward to wishing the Waverley Amateur Radio Club a very happy centenary on the Friday night. 
This should be a fantastic night. The Sunday at Dural is also looking like a great day with many stalls including the homebrew experimenters, Alara, many New South Wales clubs, Wyson and commercial traders. This day is also time to coincide with their monthly trash and treasure at Dural and so AR New South Wales are putting on a barbecue and showing their very impressive site at Dural. This should be a great day. As president, you become a lightning rod for the organisation and you experience the best and worst behaviours of the amateur community along with needing to balance time and resource pressures. I thank the amateur radio community for the opportunity to serve as president and director for the last two years and look forward to continuing my involvement in a number of areas within the WIA. As a volunteer organisation, the WIA is only as good as those that volunteer and the leadership that guide and support them. When I came onto the board two years ago, it was during a period of considerable negative sentiment towards the WIA and board. The 2017 elections resulted in all new board members except for one returning member. The new board took on the task of rebuilding and stabilising the WIA and this has been successful from a finance and administration perspective. We have delivered a small surplus in 2018 and the 2019 budget indicates a small deficit in the 2019 year. Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, recently attended the Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA's Australian Radio Communications Study Group 5, terrestrial services meeting and presented on agenda item 1.150 MHz. The meeting covered the new Department of Communication and the Arts, that's DOCA, arrangements in preparation for World Radio Conference 2019. The WIA will be attending the last meeting of the Asia-Pacific Telecommunity, the APT Conference Preparatory Group, APG 195, which will be held from the 31st of July to the 6th of August 2019 in Tokyo, Japan. This will form the final view of the APT that will be taken to WRC 19 in October 2019. And just on WRC preparations, the WIA will be spending about $40,000 on sending representatives to Egypt to represent amateurs in VK at that World Forum. This is a significant outlay for an organisation that only has an operating budget of around $500,000. WRC 19 is being held in Sharm el-Sheikh, South Sinai in Egypt from the 28th of October to the 22nd of November 2019 and will see more than 25 500 delegates from over 160 countries attending. I encourage members to read the 2019 Open Forum report from Dale as this outlines the huge contribution that is being made to represent amateur radio at these national and international forums. And in the words of Dale, there is no alternative to being there on the floor on the day. The ACMA released their draft five-year spectrum outlook and millimetre wave planning document and the WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee and is preparing a submission. The document has provided an indicative timetable for reforming the LCD and getting access to 60 metres as well as reforming the amateur qualification system by making it part of the Australian qualifications framework. This will have a significant impact on the delivery of amateur radio training within Australia. The relationship with the ACMA is a precarious one. On the one hand, the ACMA is divesting itself of everything administrative and this provides opportunities. This appears to be due to resourcing constraints placed on the organisation and this creates a shift from an organisational culture of prescriptive technical regulation to an organisation that runs and promotes enabling legislation and policy with industry-driven self-managing frameworks. 
This ACMA divestment represents a real challenge and risk for the amateur community. This manifests itself in what appears to be the regulator's decreasing responsiveness to all things amateur radio, when in fact this is due to the amateur community's lack of acceptance of a self-regulation trajectory. This needs to change, and it will be painful. This is my last board comment as I step down as President and Director at the May AGM. It's been a wonderful two years and I encourage people to become actively involved in running your national representative body. As a board member, you get to shape the hobby in small and occasionally larger ways, and this can be extremely satisfying. And there's 73 from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, for the WIA National News. CQ WIA Annual Conference. The countdown continues to the WIA Annual Conference in Sydney, with only three weeks to go until it's all on over the weekend of the 24th to the 26th of May. That's the last weekend of this month. The presenters are lining up, and it's going to be a great event. Lots of opportunities to meet old friends and make new ones, whilst helping to shape the future of amateur radio in Australia. In addition to the famous keynote speakers on the Friday night and Saturday night events, there will be technical topic speakers, such as Dr Tony Monger, VK2KZ, presenting on how CubeSats and amateur radio go together. David Rowe, VK5DGR, updating the newest digital modes on HF. Liz Billier, VK2XSE, presenting the future of education with the WIA. And Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, presenting the changes to amateur radio regulations and documentation. And more topics are coming. All who register by the 11th of May, that's next Saturday, will go into the draw for a type-approved DMR and analogue handheld, courtesy of FDP Radios. So register now on the WIA website. It'll be a great weekend with the Sydney Harbour backdrop and accented by the vivid light and sound spectacular. So go ahead, register now. This has been Eric, VK2VE. Looking forward to seeing you there. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News from the IARU. To promote the harmonisation of band plans in the three IARU regions and to inform about possible changes in advance, the IARU informal band planning group has been founded. Three radio amateurs from each of the IARU regions 1, 2 and 3 will belong to this informal group. See on Chow, 9 Mike 2, Charlie Quebec Charlie, IARU Region 3 band plan coordinator is already a member. ITU Japanese special event. Special Event Station 8 Juliet 1, India Tango Uniform, will be on air from Japan until May 31st to celebrate the anniversary of the foundation of the ITU, World Telecommunication and Information Society Day, May 17. 8 Juliet 1, India Tango Uniform, is operated by the Japan ITU Amateur Radio Club during the month of May each year. To Thailand now, Coronation Station, Hotel Sierra 10, Kilo India, November Golf, Stroke Maritime Mobile, on geostationary satellite. 
To mark the coronation of King Rama X from May the 4th to the 6th, the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand, under the patronage of His Majesty the King, is operating a special event station. The station will be operated from the Royal Thai Navy's aircraft carrier in the Gulf of Thailand using the call sign Hotel Sierra 10 Kilo India November Gulf Stroke Maritime Mobile. The station will be making QSOs on HF and also using amateur radio satellites including the SAL-2 stroke QO-100 satellite. The SAL-2 QO-100 geostationary satellite provides continuous coverage from Brazil across Africa and Europe all the way to Thailand. You can listen to its 10 GHz downlink from anywhere in the world by using the AMSAT UK BATC Web SDR. In the United Kingdom, Case to Marconi radio station contacts more than 160 amateurs in 36 countries. Radio hams at the Keister Lifeboat Visitor Centre in Norfolk, UK, managed to contact all these stations Saturday 27th of April when they took part in the annual International Marconi Day to mark the inventor's birthday. Using the call sign Golf Bravo Zero Charlie Mike Sierra and a mixture of Morse code and telephony contacts were made with other radio amateurs across the UK, Europe and the USA. The Norfolk Amateur Radio Club ran the all-day special event station at Keister Lifeboat to commemorate the village's original Marconi wireless station, which was established in 1900. The station was in a house on the high street known as Pretoria Villa and its original purpose was to communicate with ships in the North Sea and the Cross Sands Lightship. To the USA now, pay forward. In a world where usually we hear of hams helping hospitals, this USA hospital donates laptops to amateur radio groups. Clinton Memorial Hospital recently donated surplus laptops to local amateur radio clubs. Mark KD8DGH from Clinton Memorial Hospital donated laptops to the Clinton County Amateur Radio Association, the Laurel VE team leader and the Highland Amateur Radio Association. These will be used for various amateur radio activities, in communications, exercises and emergency preparedness training. The American Chemical Society are reporting the success of powering a pacemaker with a patient's heartbeat. The implantable pacemakers have, without doubt, altered modern medicine, saving countless lives by regulating heart rhythm. But they have one serious shortcoming. Their batteries last only 5 to 12 years, at which point they must be replaced surgically. Now researchers have surmounted this issue by designing a pacemaker powered by the energy of heartbeats. The device was successfully tested in pigs, which have a similar physiology to humans. Because surgery to replace the battery can lead to complications, including infection and bleeding, various researchers have tried to build pacemakers that use the natural energy of heartbeats as an alternative energy source. However, these experimental devices aren't powerful enough because of their rigid structure, difficulties with miniaturization, and other drawbacks. So, Hao Zhang, Bin Yang, and colleagues searched for ways to improve the technology. First, they designed a small flexible plastic frame, Next, they bonded the frame to piezoelectric layers which generate energy when bent. They implanted the device in pigs and showed that a beating heart could in fact alter the frame's shape, generating enough power to match the performance of a battery-powered pacemaker. The study is a step forward toward making a self-powered cardiac pacemaker, the researchers say. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. 
All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WAA website. 2019 IARUHF World Championship 13-14 July Trans-Tasman Lobian Contest July 20 VK Remembrance Day Contest is August 17-18 Through the Dicks Window Ali, EP3CQ is once again active as 60100 till May 15. Activity will be limited. He works for the UN Department of Safety and Security in Mogadishu. Operations will be all bands, but mostly 4 to 20 metres using SSB and FT8. DF13 German Special Event. Listen for special event stations with prefixes DF13 to be active until June 30 to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the maiden flight of the Yonkers F13, the mother of all commercial aircraft. All QSOs will be automatically confirmed after July 15, 2019 with a QSL card via the Bureau. If you do not need a QSL card, let them know. Formula One enthusiasts will be interested in a special station which will be on the air from Baku and Azerbaijan until 31st of May. The call sign is 4JF1EU and the QSL manager is 4J3DJ. Join Cricket World Cup Marathon. Here's the rub. The RSGB is hosting an international amateur radio marathon event on the HF Bands to celebrate this year's Cricket World Cup, which is being held in England and Wales. The marathon will run from the 30th of May to the 14th of July. Panama Special Event. Listen for special call sign H31A to be active until August 15 to commemorate the 500th anniversary of the foundation of Panama City. Activity will be on most HF Bands using SSB in the digital modes. QSL manager is HP1AVS. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, Sweden's National Society for the Active Visually Impaired is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL via SM0BYD. Special call sign EI19RE active for 2019. This special call sign EI19RE is active for the duration of 2019 to commemorate the establishment of the first Irish Parliament. Scouting's Gilball Park is being honoured throughout 2019 with GB100GP. Hamsters in Turkey are using TC10GITRAD to mark the 10th anniversary of the radio group GITRAD until December 31. No cards are required. However, if you need a paper QSL card, please mail yours directly to TA7AZC and include a stamped self-addressed envelope and money for postage. Never advice. This in from K1W1Land. Awardsnet, 80 metres, 3.677 MHz. In past years, this New Zealand net has changed its operational time from 9 o'clock pm NZDT back to 8 pm during the winter period. Jeff ZL3QR says that this has tended to clash with other 8 pm nets, so the net will remain at 9 pm for this winter in an effort to gain more support for this service. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Broadcast monitoring, shortwave listening and scanner news. It's Platter Chatter, radio new song for Ramstein. The famous German rock band Ramstein released on April 26 its new single entitled Radio. The video made for this title takes place in post-war Germany, showing how radio is the main protagonist. The video revolves around the role and power of radio during the world wars, censorship, persecution of those who listened to foreign stations during the period. The words of radio recall a time when listening to the radio at night was an act of freedom. Irish longwave station gets two-year extension. 
The Irish radio station RTE on 252 kHz is one of the few still operating on the long wave band in Europe. Although it was scheduled to close in June, it's now been given a new lease of life with an upgrade to the transmission mast and will stay in service for a minimum of two more years. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And first up, it's ATV. Reception problems owing to low audio levels plagued a recent round of amateur radio on the International Space Station-sponsored slow-scan TV transmissions. Some clever operators on the receiving end were able to use software to bump up the deficient audio so the images would decode properly, but the matter raised questions concerning the ISS crew's ability to troubleshoot problems and to make adjustments to the amateur radio gear on the fly. ARIS International Chair and AMSAT Vice President for Human Spaceflight Programs, Frank Bauer, KA3HDO, reminded us that ARIS is not the prime activity on ISS. There are over 300 international experiments currently operational on ISS on this expedition, and that number will go to about 500 experiments in the next one to two years. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Nepal launches its first amateur radio payload. There's a new CubeSat in space, and it's a source of great pride for the nation of Nepal. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, tells us more. The community of satellites orbiting the Earth continues to grow, and the latest newcomers to space include a first for the nation of Nepal. According to the Kathmandu Post newspaper, that country's first satellite, the Nepali Sat-1, was launched on the 17th of April with an amateur payload on 435.375 MHz. The CubeSat's destination is the International Space Station. It was developed by two amateur radio operators. In addition to its amateur radio role, the Nepali Sat-1 will be gathering information about the Earth's magnetic field and its home country's topography. It was launched from NASA's Virginia Air and Space Center in the company of similar satellites from Japan and Sri Lanka. Abbas Maskey, KG5WNC, and Hari Ram Shrestha, KI5COO, developed the CubeSat, which carries the Nepali flag and the logo of the Nepal Academy of Science and Technology. Worldwide Special Interest Group, Maritime. SOS Radio Week will take place each week until the 31st of May. This annual event has been extended for 2019 to raise awareness of the amazing work that the brave volunteers of the Royal National Lifeboat Institution perform and to honour the volunteer watchkeepers of the National Coast Watch Institution who provide eyes around the coast of the UK to observe and report potential disasters unfolding. Individual amateur radio operators and clubs are invited to register as official SOS Radio Week stations and operate during the month to raise awareness of the invaluable work these two organisations perform. From the 4th to the 31st of May, GB9SOS will be operating as part of SOS Radio Week on as many different bands as possible. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Military The Army Military Auxiliary Radio System will host the traditional military amateur radio communications tests to mark the 68th Annual Armed Forces Day, Saturday, May 11, in the USA. Armed Forces Day is May 18, but the AFD Crossband Military Amateur Radio event traditionally takes place one week earlier in order to avoid conflicting with hamvention. 
Complete information, including military stations, modes and frequencies, is available on the U.S. Army Mars website. During the event, military stations in various locations globally will transmit on selected military frequencies and announce the specific ham frequencies they are monitoring. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. Clive, VK6CSW, steps up to the mic now, reminding us that the Radio Amateur Old Timers Club of Australia May Bulletin goes to air tomorrow. This month, as well as all the latest club news, we have three items for you. A story about the World War II coast watchers in Australia, a piece about wind farms, and an article about the impact of World War II bombing. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. I think most listeners are aware of your local broadcast times, but there have been some minor changes recently, so please visit the REOTC website for full details of our morning and evening transmission schedules. For WA listeners, we now have an additional transmission on 80 metres on 3620 kHz, starting at 9am local time. Conditions on 80 have been excellent lately, so this transmission should cover most of WA. Once again, that's 3620 kHz at 9am. Our website address is www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC and click on the links. Here you will also find details of club membership and the qualifications needed to become an REOTC member. Please note that the current audio file can now be downloaded as from tomorrow rather than Tuesday as before and you can also download the previous five months files as well. If you do listen via the audio file would you please take a moment to email some feedback. Once again check the website for your local transmission schedule Tune in tomorrow or download the file for the May Bulletin and we look forward to hearing your call sign in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. World Scout Jamboree is gearing up for significant amateur radio presence. Amateur radio will play a role in the 24th World Scout Jamboree in West Virginia, the first World Jamboree held in North America. The Jamboree has chosen the theme, Unlock a New World. Thousands of scouts and scout leaders from some 200 countries are expected to attend. The Jamboree's amateur radio exhibit will use the call sign NA1WJ, North America's first world Jamboree. It will be on the air during the events, July 22 until August 2nd. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. When a 6.1 magnitude earthquake rattled Luzon Island and its surroundings in the Philippines April 22nd, barely two minutes elapsed before emergency ham radio operations were on the air thanks to the HERO network of the Philippine Amateur Radio Association. What's the location in PRP, no? Hero began handling traffic on 7.095 MHz, which someone is always monitoring, according to Jojo, the National Traffic System Chairman and the Chief Operating Officer of PARA. The 40-metre frequency was utilised in parallel with 144.740 MHz, 
And Jojo said that as soon as health, welfare and other relevant information was received by Hero Net Control, details were posted in the Hero thread on the Facebook group Para 2019. The quake was measured at a depth of 21 kilometres, but could be felt in Metro Manila, most of central Luzon, and as far as some parts of the Ilocos regions. CNN reported that nearly 30 structures were damaged by the first quake, and some regions had power outages. Your family, secure yourself and your property there. 73, and thank you for the report. So any more District 2 and 3 would like to check in and give their report regarding their uh, update or information regarding the earthquake, please call Net Control. To hear more of the Net asking DU2 and DU3 stations to report in, see the printed version of their scripts on our website, wia.org.au, where we provide a link. And from earthquakes to fires, Amateur Radio lends a hand to firefighters. The Borneo Post reports that Miri Amateur Radio Club has joined the battle to douse a stubborn peat fire near the Malaysia-Brunei border. The newspaper reports they are contributing their communication equipment and frequencies to fire and rescue personnel to overcome communication woes with their operations centre. This ham radio communication link has enabled firefighters to communicate with their counterparts at the operations centre with the club's radio sets. The battle area is bordering Brunei, about 8 kilometres from ASEAN Bridge across the Barham River. That's all in this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Col, VK3GTV. Wrapping up WIA National News on the social scene, VK3. Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest happens May 11. Right across VK, happening in VK2, it's the 2019 WIA Annual Conference in Sydney, the weekend of May 24, 25 and 26. Also in VK2, Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Day, June 8 and 9. VK5, the Southeast Radio Group's Annual Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championships, June 8 and 9. Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention happens October 27 in VK3. Now till next we meet... Graham VK4 Baker Baker here. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.